Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter-by-chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading! This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering Scissor. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. And we're doing this. We have been dealing with technical difficulties behind the scenes, but it looks like Jason got it together. He got it under control. Yay! Yay. He's banging his head against the mic. We had to right. We had to let him know everything was okay. It's okay. And that is not a figure of speech. I was literally doing it. I was so upset. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. <laughs> he really was. We could see it happening. Look, I mean, look, here's the thing. Is is. Nobody wants to take the time to do the updates. I get that. And a lot of times I'll get that warning like, oh, you should update your OS. There's security updates, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And so then you put it off and then it does the updates on its own and decides to take, I don't know, half an hour to do it. That was annoying. Well, yeah. Yeah, computers know that they basically own us. (laughs) They they, they do what they want. The important thing is we're here now. What would Cindy Busby do in a situation like this? Yes, this movie has Cindy Busby, who, wasn't she on one of our wrong movies or psycho movies? I know she was killing people in one of the movies we watched. Who is Cindy Busby? She's in this movie. Chasing Waterfalls, Amy. Oh, okay. Why you spent time with her watching this movie. She was in Unleashing Mr. Darcy. Uh, she's been in Hallmark See, movies. Because and I, movies. The, you guys talk about these Darcy movies. That was before I was on the podcast. Uh, I've never pro. seen them. Sorry so I, I don't have, I don't, think I, I don't think I have a, a history with Cindy Busby. Well, no, yes, you do. Because she was killer. Wasn't she psycho or killer someone? She's in the killer downstairs. She's in my mom's letter from heaven. I don't know what that is on, on Lifetime. She's in the wrong stepmother. Did we That's see that? We, we did. Okay. We yeah, yeah. We did see that. You know, oh, now I remember because I, I did think she looked familiar, but that's because she kind of reminded me of uh, Ellen Pompeo a little bit in the face. Because as I was, because I remember saying that that was basically like her her monsters ball or her um what was <laughs> what was the one with um Charlize Theron? Yeah, that's right. Oh, the, the the mo- there was monster, which was Charlize yeah. Theron, and there was monsters ball, which was Halle Berry. 
which was the same yeah. sort of concept where, where like Halle Berry like uglied herself yeah. up for you know right. it was supposed to be gritty. So that was the wrong stepmother was like Cindy Busby's like monsters ball. Like that was yeah. her well, her her Oscar tour de force. Sure. Well, uh, chasing waterfalls is her is her monsters Inc. So she's <laughs> <laughs> she's playing it safe again. You know what I noticed about this movie? We talked to Nina Weinman in our bonus episode, mm -hmm. and she was talking about how the network is changing and the network is evolving. And this movie really did show that. I agree. Yeah, there there were certain things that happened in this movie uh, where I, I consciously I was aware of it. Like this would not have happened a year ago. Oh, no. In a Hallmark movie. No, no, no. No, they, was, they, they oh, no, go ahead. Young, young interracial romance. Very young. I, I, there was, there were implications of sex. Yeah. Ooh. There was an implicate, like a, a very, very thinly veiled implication of sex. They said the mm -hmm. D word divorce. They said the D word. There were gay people actually, all over the place. Yeah. You guys heard the word divorce. I didn't hear it. They said it they once. Said Early in the movie, they didn't say it. But then later in the movie, it was very casually mentioned. Yeah, yeah oh. he said it. Yeah. Hmm. He said, because I was like, what? Oh, my God. Because the, <laughs> the first reference to it. Uh, early in the movie, I was like, oh, no, they're avoiding it again. And then later in the movie, they did it. I'm like, yes, they said it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Must have floated and, through my head. And for yeah, those I, that I, have not listened yeah. to our podcast before, we're not rooting for the concept of divorce. We are uh, only rooting for the concept of Hallmark actually saying the word because right. anytime there would be a, a, uh, a single parent, they would always dance around the concept of being divorced. Yeah, or the person yeah. is dead. Yeah, there's like now a dead spouse being, or something. Now, now, that I, now that I'm dead anymore, they get to live. Wait, and they even talked about custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, went, they went down a very long uh, yeah. piece of exposition to get us to I have custody of my daughter. <laughs> yeah. This was dark. Maybe this was her monster's ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did feel like there there were a lot of moments in this movie where I was like, that could have happened in a home in a lifetime movie. Except there'd be blood. Well, yeah, there would and be a lifetime people. version of it. Yeah. But I feel like there was a lot more overlap in the Venn diagram of lifetime and Hallmark movies than there usually is. Right. True. True. But well, no, before we get started, though. Is there any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, get ready for this. Okay, well, once again, the DailyMail.com delivers on the Black China news. All right. I shit you not. This is the headline. Black <laughs> China highlights her curves in skin-tight snakeskin jumpsuit and shows off her new manicure after trip to the nail salon. That's the headline. <laughs> she juggles her parenting duties with her beauty business, influencing lifestyle and budding music career. But Black China treated herself to some rare downtime as she got a manicure in L.A. on Wednesday. The glamour model, 32, caught the eye in a skin-tight black snakeskin patterned jumpsuit as she left the nail salon with a mystery man. Ooh. 
Uh, she completed her daytime look with black, black and white trainers and carried a stylish Thalmane bag across her body as she stepped out. The star wore her black tresses in a poker straight style over her shoulders and accessorized with huge black sunglasses. Black was clearly thrilled to have had a visit to the salon and flashed a glimpse of her new manicure as she left to head home. Um, now, this is bizarre. There's actually an article within the article because there's these pictures of Black China. She looks, she's in this full black, like, leather outfit, looks like, and she has this huge medallion. <laughs> so there's like an advertisement article about this medallion that she has, this veil main thing, which apparently oh, costs okay. $850. I'm not going to read that article. There's a, you know, anyway, there's a sponsored article within the article. That's really All smart. Right. Yeah. 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 It's something they're selling this giant medallion that she's carrying around. Yeah. Um, so last month, the media personality landed another victory in her lawsuit against Chris Jenner and her family. According to page six, a California appeals court has ruled that Rob Kardashian's ex fiance is entitled to a jury trial. Oh, <laughs> oh I think we talked about this before. Yeah, no one on that jury could be people who have listened to our show. The proceedings kick off on November 29th and her oh. defamation and intentional interference with a contract case regarding the cancellation of their E reality series, Robin China in October, 2017, the video Vixen claimed the momager 65 lied when she alleged China beat the shit out of Rob's face, which led to the show being canceled. Wait, did they say that? They did not say that. (laughs) They did not say that. It says to beat the ship, but it says S and there's three asterisks. So they, they sent you. Oh, wow. (laughs) They do. They said, so three appellate, how do you pronounce it? Appellate judges. Appellate. 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 Yeah. Appellate court. Three appellate judges agreed to the trial judge that the mother of two submitted substantial evidence in her claims against Chris, Kim Kardashian, 40, Chloe Kardashian, 36, and Kylie Jenner, 33. Her attorney, Lynn Sieni, said China also proved that although Kris Jenner was the ringleader for the plot to get season two of Rob and China canceled, Kim Kardashian West, Chloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner each separately defamed and intentionally interfered with China's contract for season two. That's it, man. That's a lot. Oh, there's, there's one more thing. Uh, so all three daughters face a trial by jury for their illegal conduct against China. The Washington, D.C. native is said to be seeking millions of dollars of damages from the famous Klan after a judge denied the Kardashians a motion to dismiss her lawsuit back in October. The former couple dated from early 2016 till February 2017 and shared daughter Dream 4 together. That's it. That's a, okay. that's a lot. Lots going on there. First of all, I'm very excited about this jury trial because we are going to be getting some courtroom looks. Yeah, there'll be a lot, lot more news. I don't think this is going to court. Oh, really? I, I think this will almost certainly settle out of court. Because I was envisioning the different looks because you would know, you know that she'd probably want to tone herself down a little bit, but like in a black China sort of a way. So I could see her like kind of with like in her school marm outfit, but like it's skin tight, yeah, yeah. you know, some fake yeah. glasses, you know, her hair back in a bun, like her smart look. I could totally see basically that. like the uh, the bespeckled teenage girl in any 90s teen comedy who you later find out is hot when she lets her hair down. Right. 
Right. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah, like, I miss like, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine the people are on the trial for that and they have no idea what's going on. They don't know Black John. I guess they can't know who the Kardashians are either. Um, they can they know, I think in a case like this, because it, they're such public figures, I think they can know who the Kardashians are, but they, they can't really know anything about this disagreement. Oh, they can't know anything about like the case. Like, yeah, like, like they, they, they might, they might be able to know the existence of the Kardashians, but maybe not have an opinion on them one way or the other. Right. Yeah. That might be me. I don't have much of an opinion on them. Well, Kurt, you know what? I can't get out of the trial. K- take one your- for the team. You were supposed to go to Boston, and you did it. Yeah, I'm still upset about that. <laughs> I go in, they say, do you have any do you, uh, do you have any connection to uh, Black China? Well, I do do reports on her every week. Uh, okay. Come on oh, in. So you know, yeah, they would throw you out. <laughs> They threw me out. <laughs> you know, I actually pictured the press pool. Uh, if they allow press in the courtroom, it, it's going to be like one press reporter, and it's really just somebody with the camera that's broadcasting this on OnlyFans. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, the Daily Mail, they they have concert reports, so they'll, they'll, they'll probably be uh, camping out in there. Yeah, but sometimes they'll they have, in. like, one camera in there, and then they disperse it to all the news outlets, the same footage. So it might be something like that. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Only fans will be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she's still going to have time to do her Only fans during the trial. Like if it goes to trial. Yeah, you do yeah, it. You I mean, how long time. does uh, does doing little uh, Only fans and little cameos take? You do that in your your downtime. That's true. Yeah. Like on recess, on the court recess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like China's doing an OnlyFans show from the, the like holding room at the court. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. So let's we're, talk we're about Okay. Let, let's talk about chasing waterfalls. And like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. Same. So we see a woman. Well, can we can we court- talk about before the movie even started? Uh before the movie even started, we saw a promo for Nina Wyman's movie. Nina, who's just on our show, our friend, the writer of uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And did you notice what was in the promo for the movie? Bink. Bink. The character, <laughs> based on the character I created, leads off the promo for this movie. And they've been showing the See? promo nonstop on Hallmark. So they've I've hit the big time. promoting it. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. And, and apparently, cool. yeah, apparently, I, yeah. Bink is British now. Well, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, I saw like three promos for this thing. I kept seeing this uh, promo and the now. promo for that show, "When Calls the Heart," which we thank goodness we have never watched it. It looks awful. It looks it really so stupid. I don't know if I saw that one. That's the the period piece that they do. It's the show that Lori Lachlan was in uh, before uh, she was like pushed at a Hallmark. Well, no. and you know, like, I don't watch it. I have no desire to watch it. But I guess there's black people on that show, too. Now. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, diversity isn't going to get me to watch that show. It looks so bad. I would think I would think that they would pass on that. Like they were they're probably they would they wanted they wanted to add diversity and like black people were like, that's OK. On that one. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I, no, just, I, I just like the idea. Well, here's of- the deal. 
I think it's based. I think the show is supposedly based in Canada. So there was like no slavery in Canada. So because oh. I, I saw a commercial, there's like a whole black family. And so I was like, oh, so I will not be watching it. I have no desire to watch it. No, but, that's low on the list. <laughs> but I guess they got the memo, too, on when calls the heart. No, I, if there's like a if there's like a uh, King Ralph situation and like every <laughs> every television show in existence is like destroyed by some like electrical thing and that's the only show left, then I'll spend some time like binge watching that. Kurt, how often do you like your your doomsday scenario for anything is a King Ralph situation? This is at least the third time you've brought this up on the podcast. It is. That's, like, that's just the and Kurt, that's Kurt's idea of worst case scenario is King Ralph. I okay. Really I've is. never seen that movie, but was he I know, and I know he was king. John Goodman was a king, mm-hmm. but was he in like a dire situation? So the, well, no. In the beginning of the movie, everybody in the royal family gets killed. Like there's, they're they're doing. There's a they they get everybody together for a picture portrait, and apparently everybody's like standing in water or whatever. They all get electrocuted, die, and so they've got to bring in John Goodman. He he becomes King Ralph because he's the next one in line, and he like doesn't know it, so he's totally unprepared to be royalty. Okay, so he is, is there basically a like montage in it. Uh, I don't know. This is an old movie. Yeah, there this is be. like early. This is when he was in his heyday of Roseanne, where oh, the show That's Roseanne beautiful. was so wildly popular that John Goodman was like on the cover of People as like the the new kind of heartthrob, even though he's like this bigger guy. You know, not not what you would think of traditional Hollywood sexy. And then he's doing this movie where he's sort of playing off of his sort of schlubby looks where he's like the king of England. Yeah. Which basically these days was kind of rebooted as the whole dad bod craze. Basically. Okay. <laughs> there were some, there were some like uh, classy actors in that movie with them. Like, like Peter O'Toole was in it and some oh. people like that. Yeah. Was it, I don't Kane? remember being... No, I don't remember being a great movie. It was at like 91 no, or something it like wasn't. that. But it was one of those no. ones where the premise sounded fun, and then you go and you're like, oh, yeah. the premise is the entire promo for the movie. It's good uh, to explain it to our audience, though, since I keep using it as a reference. There you go. I didn't know about it. <laughs> so there you have it. Maybe we'll watch it one week for the podcast. It's like Maybe. a bonus episode. <laughs> hey, why not? Might as well. So, so, so we, see, we see Amy, right? And she's very busy because, you know, she's a she's a Hallmark heroine. So she's very busy. She's walking down. down. She's walking down the street and she's snapping pictures with a camera. And I was like, oh, wow, she's very old school. (laughs) She has a camera. Mm -hmm. She's walking around fantasy world where nobody wears masks. Everybody's huddled together and everybody's out and about living life. It's there was world. there was one moment in the movie where I was like, "Oh, you could tell they shot this during COVID," and it was when uh, it comes up later in the movie. But when Amy go, the main character of Amy goes to this lodge, and the person checking her in, this guy Leo, he's wearing like a bandana around his neck, and he's wearing you know sort of scarf like. But I was like, "Oh, that's his mask between takes for sure." Right. 
Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. But yeah, she's and so and she's one of these, you know, she's a Hallmark heroine, so she's nice to everybody. And so like she like there's a guy selling flowers and she takes a picture of him and you know I um, thought that was intrusive though. Really? She started snapping photos of him and then he kind of looked up like, What the hell are you doing? And then she's like, Oh, I probably should have asked first. And I'm like, Yeah, consent much? Right. But then she kind of made up for it a little bit later. She did. Well she yeah, yeah. And, and so so now she's so now Amy is at work and she's looking at her computer and so I and it's for a magazine and so Explorer she has a Global magazine. Right. Explorer Global, right? Yeah. yeah. Not just any magazine. Mm-hmm. And and so and so one of the things I'm starting to notice now that they're very they're being inclusive with you know allowing gay people on these movies, I'm noticing a new trope. The evil gay boss. Oh, I didn't right. think the that, that gay guy oh. was her boss. I think he was just some, like, uh, like the assistant to the actual boss. Oh, because, yeah, the, I assume that he was her boss only because he was telling her, like, she did this layout, and he was like, no... Don't do that. No, he was like a bitchy yeah, guy with a, a with a, a superiority complex. Okay, because yeah. I, I just thought since he was telling her what to do, he was. Her I boss. thought he was because it said later on he, that something about him being her boss. Like she may have a few bosses. But uh, so so then she's um. So then, you know, she's talking to her office friend, you know, because all Hallmark, all Hallmark ladies in an office have an office friend, Penny. Mm-hmm. And she, tell, she tells, you know, she's telling Penny, you know, that she's bored and that she wants more out of life and she'd rather be taking pictures. And then Penny says, well, hey, the photographer that was supposed to be on this big job broke her leg. And so they need a photographer. And so she was supposed to do this waterfall piece. Why didn't you go for it? And so Amy decides to go for it. And, um, but then, but then the friend then realizes, Hey, but you hate the outdoors. And Amy is like, well, yeah, I do, but I'll go for it anyway. So I wrote here, the boss, the head woman has a, Fabulous haircut, and she looks like the singer from Swing Out Sister. Really? Oh, yes, she did look thought, like her. Swing Out Sister. I thought this looked like a Wes Anderson movie all of a sudden. Like, the way that that woman looked, the way she was dressed, <laughs> the way her hair was, and just the way, like, the colors were and stuff in that, that office. It was. Uh, the the haircut was very extreme, and, and her, the visual of her, especially in a Hallmark movie where everything is sort of softer around the edges... Uh, it did seem a little intense for a Hallmark movie. And I did notice what you're saying about the color. Like throughout the movie, it, it felt like the color scheme, there was more, not necessarily care given to it, but I, I feel like they, they made it more of a character in this movie than it might be in others. And, and it was crazy because she had jet black hair. She yeah. was like, her skin was very pale, but she had like red, really cool red lipstick. Yeah, she that, looked like like, like a stood. goth chick that grew up to have like a really badass career. Right, exactly. And so 
And so I so you were and you know what though and that would actually make sense if the boss like if that guy who we thought was her boss was this lady's assistant. He was the assistant. Well, they said something about him being the assistant. That that could still mean that he's her that he's Amy's boss. But later in the movie, it's mentioned that he's the assistant. And it's kind of funny because the boss did look like the type that you know. Hey, go tell Amy to do blah 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 blah. For blah, sure. Blah. And so, um, um, so the, the boss, like, so Amy shows the boss her pictures and the boss is like, well, yeah, this is good, but you know, capturing people is a different skill than what I need. And then she told her, so listen, go take a picture of a waterfall. And if I like them. If I like the picture, then we'll have you do the gig. And so Amy then on her way home or whatever, has a, gives the guy who she intruded on and took his picture at the beginning of the movie, she gives him a picture of himself. And it was a good picture. Good. So then. I mean, we, as good as a, a picture can be when someone's wearing a fedora in it. Right. True. So then Amy, mm-hmm. then we see her, Amy goes to the country. She goes to this lodge. Again, it's like the beginning of The Shining. Like we <laughs> right. see like the car drive. You could play that music <laughs> over the scene. <laughs> see, this would be overlap with the Lifetime movie right here. Right. It would. Right. And like hearing about that, the other photographer having broken her leg in a Lifetime movie, that would be clue number one. What? Yeah, she did it. So it would be the wrong lodge and Vivica. <laughs> the wrong would be waterfall. The, boss. the wrong, wrong, the wrong waterfall. waterfall. Vivica, Vivica would be the boss. Wrong waterfall. The Bob. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love to see Vivica in the swing up sister hair. Right. Because you, you know, she ha- you know with her wig line, because we, with her, you know, she has one of those, like uh, Bob. I'm sure she does. Yep. Oh, for sure. And then Vivica, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> and then where would Tracy Nelson yeah. be? Tracy Nelson would be there somewhere. She, a place for I mean, she would work at the lodge in some capacity, I think. And then Jason Shane Scott would have been the guy. For sure. Like the lead guy. Yes. Oh, so then she goes to the lodge and then she goes and the receptionist is at the front desk telling people how he like is a good singer and i was oh. like oh more gay people <laughs> he's, he's going on and on about this open mic yeah and how he's saying he, he sings and so that and now that it's so funny because now that you mention it jason about it looking like you could tell it was filmed during covid mm-hmm. now that i think about it the distance that she was away from him you could actually ta- like it that makes sense because mm-hmm. you're kind of far away from him and this is the scene he was wearing the uh the uh bandana around yeah. his neck right so he he's very of course very friendly he's in the know he knows everything lee his name is leo and so <clears throat> so then leo like starts telling her like she asks how to get to this one waterfall and leo leo actually turns out to the person that she kind of goes to for the scoop yeah by the way i i would like to fault leo for one thing here 
a day. And Leo is giving her the rundown about every little detail about the lodge. But you know that one thing he didn't mention to her that would have been real helpful to her? What? Hey, we give tours on hikes where you can go to the to, to the different waterfalls. Did he didn't tell her that? No, he didn't tell her that because she went it, she went exploring on her own, as we'll find out in a second here, and then gets lost. Right. No. Oh. And so, um, so yeah, so yeah, she, yeah, so yeah, he tells her how to get to the waterfall, and then she goes to the waterfall and she's taking pictures. And then there is this guy uh, who kind of reminds me of a friend of ours, a friend of, of Kurt and I, our friend Martin. He kind of reminded me of Martin a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> is Martin hot and, too? Because this guy was really hot. Martin's a good looking guy. Okay. Martin's a good looking guy. Okay. Well, hello, Martin. <laughs> but, um, oh. So then he says to her, never trust a sale. And she's like, what are you talking about? And mm-hmm. it turned out that she had the tag on, like, she just bought these clothes and she forgot to take the tags off. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of intrusive because wasn't it on her butt? No, well, it was, it, like, on the seam of her shirt, but it was intrusive that he just ripped it off her without. He reaches out. Yeah, he's, he's treading in creepy waters and then his daughter hops out and like saves his ass from like a lawsuit (laughs) right but he is so good looking that you like he's kind of like i could see you being kind of mesmerized well i I have always said that people only find other people creepy when they're hitting on them if they don't find them attractive if they if they don't find the person attractive they're like ah that creep was hitting on me if they they think the person is attractive even if the the flirting definitely crosses a line they'd be like oh that hot guy was flirting with me right and this guy was very charming too yeah um and, and 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 yeah, so then his daughter, he has a little daughter who's I wrote is very sassy. Yeah, she reminded me a little bit of uh, like Dakota Fanning. Actually, she did. Yeah, that's sort she of, really you know, the, and I guess we Where see this go? in a lot of movies, you know, Hallmark or otherwise, when you have child actors, there is a bit of that, like, they're more intelligent than than they should be for someone their age, or they're more, they're, they're better spoken. And she had right. the blonde hair, yeah. like very blonde hair. Um, and so we find, oh, and so we find out that the waterfall, because all the waterfalls have names. So this waterfall was Susie Falls. And so um, we find out that the Mark, who is the guy, is mm-hmm. the tour guide for the lodge. And we and, find out that he gives tours nonstop at this lodge. So why the hell yeah, did he Leo like, tell Amy about it? Right. Exactly. And that he's not weird. the only guide. There's multiple guides there giving tours. It's not like a ton. Like they're clearly yeah. known for this and nobody bothered to tell Amy in her itinerary, hey, you could go on a guided tour. Right. Nope. Just let her loose in the woods like a gorilla. Yeah, let's just go get lost, Amy. <laughs> like and a then, squirrel. So I like the fact that the daughter like checks Amy out. Oh yeah, and yeah, 
daddy's looking for a new mommy and daughter is on board. She's like, I approve. She's like, I She's actually, like, the daughter was like, you need to go for her. Yeah, she was like <laughs> nudging it along. She said, mommy's hot. Snatch so, her up, dad. So then Amy gets lost, but then she runs into the tour group again. And so yeah. then Mark starts giving her shit because he's like, you went the wrong way, didn't you? And she tries to play it off, but then she finally, um, oh, then she asks Mark to help her, and he's like, 500 bucks. But he's kidding. He's just, yeah, is, is Amy supposed to be a dum-dum? Because she kind of believes him for like she she believes him like like she thinks that he's just going to leave her out there in the woods by herself, you know, to be eaten alive by badgers if she doesn't pay him five hundred bucks. I I actually think that Amy is just kind of from the city and she's not used to being in nature and she's not used to taking tours and so she just doesn't know. Well, she 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 needs to get her act together. And, oh, and so, yeah, the little girl is giving Mark shit for telling bad dad jokes. So she's like, that was a bad dad joke. And so then <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark kind of... then tells her, yeah. your shoes suck. Yeah. And if you're going to hike, you need to get better shoes. Well, is he it... tells her that? Yeah. 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 I wonder if that's like yeah. nagging. Remember, the, remember there was like there was like pickup artist rules years ago? And one one of the rules was like the the guy should like should say negative things to the girl, and that'll like so basically like a mini gaslight. What's that? Like a mini gaslight? Like if you if you say something so. negative about <laughs> them, gaslight. then, then, then they're then they're suddenly looking for approval from someone they weren't looking yeah, for from so. earlier. Yeah. Because a friend of mine wow. actually did that, and he said that. Say he actually did the shoe thing. He told some he he he, he, he told some woman. He goes, "Those are ugly shoes." Did it work? I don't. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe that's what they were doing in this movie. It's like gaslighting, gaslighting yeah. from the get-go. That's just going to be a healthy. That's a healthy. Like, yeah, that's wonderful. Right? Oh, okay. So, oh, so then she asks him about these falls, um, the Redwood Falls. She asks him about that, and he's like, "Oh, Redwood Falls doesn't exist. That's a myth." So then the little girl, Kyra, Kyra, starts. Uh, she notices Amy's camera, and we find out Kyra loves photography, but Mark won't allow Kyra to get a camera. And so Amy actually lets Kyra take a picture. And so she tells her, which I never knew that you should always put your camera around your neck and keep it there. I never knew that. Well, this camera, she said it's worth more than a $1,000. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's strap that on. And, and so Amy took a picture of a hummingbird, and it actually was a pretty cool picture. Yeah. And so, so then... Um, who said it? Oh, because the, so the little girl wanted a camera, and the dad's like, "No, I'm not getting you an expensive camera. You just use use your your cell phone." Yeah, which iPhones take very good pictures. They absolutely use do. your use your etch a sketch. Yeah, right. And so Amy then tells her, "It's the singer, not the song." Yeah, 
But she started going over all the features that her camera has and casually mentioned that there's geotagging of the photos. And when she said that, I was like, oh, we're going to hear about this later. Right. I like I love how we're learning how to watch these movies. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, okay, that's going to factor in later. Yeah. So then um, he tells Mark tells Amy, you know, there's a there's a store in town. You need you need to go get new shit. And by the so way, we've then, seen that in any time we have a Hallmark movie where uh, there's someone sent to nature that's not used to nature. There's always a a, a hiking boot problem. Right. They're always shamed I, for their shoes and they go get better footwear. Right. Yeah. So then so then um, <laughs> she takes a picture of him. And so then we go back to the lodge and Leo, once again, is telling customers that how good of a singer he is. Open mic. He wants everybody to go see his open mic. He's like, I've been singing since I was four. That doesn't mean he's any good. And Correct. So then she's <laughs> like, so, so he, Leo was kind of like Isaac the bartender on the love boat. Because like she would go to him. <laughs> He was in the sense that he was always at that desk. Yeah. Like, no matter what time of day, like, he was always at that front desk. And, and so she's like, Leo, okay, so. Who is the Julie? I want to find. Yeah, right? She's like, so I. Oh, so that who chick, I the ask? chick that we meet later is Julie. Tara. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> so, so she was like, okay, so who would I ask? If I wanted to find a waterfall and Leo's like, listen, girl, you need girl. to go ask Mark, but you can't let him know that like, you've got to be sly about it. You can't just come out and ask him. You've got to kind of trick him into thinking that he's giving you the information. Hmm. Sounds and, dirty to me or potentially dirty. There's nothing wrong with trickery. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, so Les, then, Les, does your... Can, can I talk about your daughter? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah does yeah. your daughter listen to the podcast? No, oh, she does not. I was going to say, if she does, she just heard you say that there's nothing wrong with trickery. Oh, no, because I'm in the bedroom. Okay. And the door's closed. Yeah. Okay. She just never... <laughs> She has an ear to the ear to the wall. That's good. I I be I'm using my powers. Let's just say. <laughs> oh, okay. So then um, she's trying on outfits. Mm -hmm. Amy is, and then Mark then sees her trying on outfits, and Mark is like. Uh, let me get. I'll, I let me give you some recommendations. And um, so then we see a cock blocker show up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Julie. See her coming yeah. a mile away. Fake Julie. Right. Fake Julie McCoy. Tara. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so the Tara. Okay. Tara like sucks as a pickup artist. Because Tara's like, oh, did you cut your hair? And he's like, no. And then she's like, 
She's like, oh, you look different. Did you get a tan? And he's like, oh, I was outside. I've been, I, you know, I've been doing tours, so I've been out in the sun. And then you could tell he like he's over her, like he does not like her. Yeah, yeah he's done. And I think yeah. that the, I think that this was a problem that they both had. I think Tara was not picking up the, on the very obvious hints that he wasn't into it, but uh, but Mark should have been more clear with. Hey, you know what? We went on those couple of dates, but I am not into it. Stop bugging me at work. Which, since this movie, since since we're dealing with a modernized Hallmark, I got the sense that they slept together, and that's why she was so she was. Oh dick- yeah, I got the feeling she was dickmatized. Oh, she absolutely she was, was really stigmatized. Yeah, like they slept together because every time she was around, she was like she was. She would see him come in a room, and she would be there like Speedy Gonzalez, like that immediately. Right, and she would, and and I loved. She would attempt to be shady, but it wasn't good shade. And so Amy would always look at her like, "You dumb bitch." <laughs> it, it, yeah. it it felt almost uncomfortably desperate to watch. Yes. Yes. But I liked that they showed that. I liked that they did that, though. Yeah. And, and I liked the fact that they showed that Amy was onto it, but Amy wasn't buying it. So it was like, you're not even you're good. You're not even fooling anybody. Like, I can't even get jealous of you because you're so pathetic. Now, Amy would take a look at Tara throughout the movie. She looks at her and she kind of gets this like grumpy look on her face. Like, ah, oh, oh. there she is. She's here again. Amy's like, you idiot. You know, girl, like, get some pride. Have some pride in yourself. Yeah, I guess she's never really (laughs) threatened by her. Well, no. Tara Tara was (laughs) annoying anyway. Yeah. Right. I think Amy Um, was just annoyed because anytime she would ask Tara where the Lido deck was, she'd be pointed in the wrong direction. Right. Oh, and Tara also had like a boundary issue with space too. Yeah. Oh, so then Amy goes, asks Mark if he could help her find a waterfall. And at first he's like, he's like, well, no, it's my day off. That's the last thing I want to do. I noticed too, when she got her shoes, she got new shoes and she said her her shoe size was eight and a half. And I wonder if that was a Fellini reference. Oh. What do you I'm, think? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> okay. Just, I'm giving, just going I'm out on a limb. I'm going to say say that there probably was not a Fellini reference in Chasing Waterfalls on the Hallmark Channel. But maybe I'm wrong. Right. Hey, you never know. So then she, so she kind of – oh, sorry. Go ahead. I know. I just, I just said audience. So our, our audience can weigh in. <laughs> so she then says, listen, Mark, the, I, my job depends on this. And if I can do well, this is going to just help me at work. So don't be a dick. And so he's like, okay, I'll help you. <laughs> so then they start hiking and they start talking. And, you know, this is the part where the the uh, the lead woman talks to the lead man and he lets us know his background. And this was scandalous. 
because he starts talking about like being divorced, but he doesn't say divorced then, but he talks about like custody and like a custody battle of sorts, Yeah, which I've never heard on the Hallmark channel. It, no, it was, to be fair, it was not a custody battle. It was the most long-winded way of saying we're totally amicable, amicable, but I know it's weird as an audience member to think that the man has custody and not the mom. So I'm going to explain it away so that you're comfortable with the fact that I have custody of the daughter, even though we're divorced. Yeah. Right. Well, the ex-wife is right. living living the life, too. She's out traveling and... Right. Having a grand old time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure she's very attractive, too, because he was very attractive. <laughs> so so then... Um, I like to meet her. So, so, so then she's like, you know, as, as a woman, you know, let me just give you a little advice for your daughter. Just be there for her and listen. Which I was like, oh, that's nice. And he said, what kind of advice is that? So, so then they find the waterfall. And the waterfall was named Little Betsy. And so Mark has a thing about figuring out, he says that all of the waterfalls have a personality. Which I was like, wow, that's really, I didn't think waterfalls were that deep. You know? <laughs> I mean, so. I, I, I get, you know, for anyone that's in touch with nature, that totally makes sense that, that, uh, that, one might feel that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I've right as we started uh, finally recording the podcast, I got a news alert from CNN, uh, and this is the headline, and it's very much uh, it could have been part of the plot of this movie. Icelandic man gets naked next to erupting volcano. And oh. he, he basically is like he's taking off all his clothes and telling all the people that are gathered around to watch this volcano erupt, like, hey, get your cameras ready because I'm stripping down. In Iceland? Oh. In Iceland. Oh, that's well, gotta be warm crazy. next to a volcano. But next to a volcano, it's warm, I would assume. Oh, it's true. Lava and out. I wonder if the water was like heated. Possibly. I just like the idea of he was like, hey, get your cameras ready so you can capture this moment. That's a kind of a theme in this movie in a way. Yeah. True. And that's a they could have it, they could have had some actual nudity in this movie, is what I'm saying. Oh, I would oh, yeah. have loved nudity in this movie. <laughs> he was hot. <laughs> Man, that that's Hallmark's next mandate. More nudity. Right. I he he I would have gladly seen him nude. <laughs> oh, so so um oh so then later she tells Kyra, "Hey, I sent your picture to my magazine." And so Kyra's very happy about that cuz she's like, "And if they print it, if they put it in the magazine, this is going to be your first professional job." Which is great because Kyra, even though she's a little girl, she already knows that she wants to be a photographer. I think Kyra should have been pissed about that. Been like, I hate print media. (laughs) (laughs) It kicked her in the shins. Maybe she didn't have a response to it because she didn't know what print media was. Well, Kyra didn't have time to get angry about print media because they had to chase away a bear. Kyra said, is it Life Magazine? No, uh, it's Explore Global Magazine. 
What dare you? <laughs> what is it? Is it bear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw it. It was a it bear? was so weirdly jarring in the middle of the movie. They were just like, "Oh, look, a bear!" And then they all fold their backpacks above their head and start screaming yeah. and shaking. I didn't know that was what you were supposed to do. I didn't know either, but I guess that's what I'm going to do. PSA. Bear. Well, actually, in reality, you were supposed to stay still and not make any sudden movements, so the bear won't chase you. <laughs> That's what I thought, but maybe it depends on the kind of bear. When I went to Alaska years ago, I went to Alaska and I took a lot of the tours and they would give us before the tour, you would get a big lecture on, hey, there's a possibility we might see a bear. And if we see a bear and they and the leader of the tour would have this, he called it bear spray. And so he's, he was like, he'd be like, listen, if we see a bear, do not run because they will come after us. So stay still and they will eventually go away. What was that polar bears? No, no, it was um, like regular. I want to say Kodiak bear. Like it was like just a regular Regular bear. There were like tons. There's like tons of bears in Alaska. I I only ask because I can't imagine this movie would have put something like this in the movie if it weren't actually a a tactic that does work. Well, because that would be wildly dangerous if they're telling people to to make noise if if it's a way of uh, that where the bear is going to chase after you. Well, who's going to sue them? Somebody, someone's going to put the backpack. The bear's going to run over and maul. There's nobody, <laughs> nobody left to sue. <laughs> to be fair, I have very good point, Kurt. I, to be fair, I have heard making noise. You know, make noise. Like if you have pots and pans or something, make noise, and that could scare the bear away. I've heard I, that, I, but these people did not have any noise-making devices. They had backpacks. I usually hike with my kitchen set. <laughs> well, they say that to no, campers. I, well, yeah, because uh, Mark a, had that the little pot and pan set that they use when they went camping yeah. later in the movie, so maybe he had something. I mean, he literally is a hiking guide, He and he was the one that knew to make the noise, so he probably had things in his bag as well. This is I would love to go, because I'm watching this thinking, ooh, maybe I'll go camping. I think, oh, I don't want to run into some bear. That's why I don't go camping. I don't like insects well, and things. I want to do something. You know, everything gets ruined. <laughs> but, but Jason, this guy was so hot. Wouldn't it made him hotter if he would have gone and like fought the bear and won? Not if the bear like clawed the shit out of him and made him not hot. Well, but just one scar actually could be kind of sexy sometimes. Oh, like that, like just that one yeah. kind of slice, like right along the line of the and bicep. Especially like it's like, how'd you get that scar? <laughs> I kicked the bear's ass. Did you guys think the bear was hot? Because isn't that a gay term, a bear? <laughs> isn't it? It is yeah, a gay like term. A uh, yeah. The 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 actual bear in this movie. Well, I don't I don't have an opinion on its hotness. I don't want to judge because. I, I, I don't know what bear hotness is. To me, I was I not know. attracted, though. Right. Yeah, I thought the bear. I thought the bear was kind of attractive. Wonder where they find a bear. I guess there's like animal some uh, animal through, people through, they call uh, central casting. Oh. They're trained bears. Yeah. They found a bear. Okay. 
Yeah, they're like movie. There's trained movie animals. <laughs> it's also one thousand percent possible that that bear was never on set with them. True. That that oh, that man. would because if they weren't in the same frame with the bear, it's not like it was some scene where they're being chased. It's like they see like we as the audience cut to frame of bear, cut back to frame of uh, Amy, Mark, and Kyra. Cut back to like they're never on in the same frame. But you know what? I was watching Oprah the other day. I was watching Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, and you know what she's mm-hmm. doing during the pandemic? Fighting bears. She. Well, that well, Oprah could win, but she has. So she is in her like Santa Barbara place, and the other person is like somewhere else. Like she did it with Obama, and Obama was, I guess, in Washington D.C. But it looks like they're in the same room. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. that's what Drew Barrymore does also. It, 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 yeah, but I think she's yeah. up front about it. I mean, because her show debuted during the pandemic, so she doesn't really have a choice. Right. And and, and they have like a green screen, like with Obama, mm-hmm. I think it was like a green screen because they were, Oprah was joking about it, but the green screen looked like the office that Oprah was in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it looks fair, like the same it's, room. Yeah. it's not that different from how we record this podcast. But you can tell that we're in separate rooms because there's like a line through, yeah. you know, you can tell we're well, all. Well, no, on, on, the, on the video chat that we see, but I'm just, I'm talking in terms of the product that you're delivering to the audience. The content that you're delivering oh, is, yeah. you know, it's the, the feeling of we're all together. Right. Right. Which we are not. Yes. Two of us well, are across town. I feel like. And one of us is across the country. (laughs) We were ahead of our time because we did this even before COVID. Right. Um, Oh, okay. So, so um, he, oh, oh, wait a minute. Did you notice that there was a joke about peeing your pants? Uh, And she said, yeah. and And she said, I didn't pee my pants. And I was like, Wait, they say they're saying the word "pee" on a Hallmark movie. They said it a few times. Yeah, I was really shocked yeah. by that. Because she's like, "No, I didn't pee my pants." And um, so then um, she once again hints about the the secret waterfall, but he's not taking the bait. But then he asks her out, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and she says yes. And the daughter's like, I told you to ask her out. See, that's what you get for listening to me. Okay. So, um, so then it's like a party, like a, a like a party, like a like a gathering. It just seemed sort. like a really lame mixer, like a business guess, mixer. But then I guess since it's COVID, they probably couldn't get that many extras. It wasn't even the extras. It was. It was just like they had people just sort of standing around. Yeah. Um. It didn't. I didn't get the point of whatever that party was. Yeah. Because it yeah. didn't look like and she wasn't. It, and she wasn't meeting any new people. You know. Right. Right. So so then he's talking to a friend of his, and his friend is like, "Whoa, well, who is this hubba hubba?" Yeah. That guy seems a little desperate. Yeah. And he should hook up with Tara. Right. 
Oh, that should have been full circle for this movie is bring uh, this guy Peter and Tara together. Yeah, she's in the hunt. That's Because the guy, like, the guy, but the guy's actually kind of a cool guy because he was like, hey, hubba hubba. But then when he, when he realized that she was meeting up with Mark, he was actually flirty but cool and knew when to walk away. Oh, yeah. Bros as before a, hoes. For back, to lack of a better way of putting Tara. it. Yeah. So, so Tara was the type of person who, like, when you're hitting on somebody, walks up and you're like out of the side of your mouth you're like go away go away go and then they ask like really just weird questions to then make the whole vibe dumb that was tara yeah yeah and so then amy i love how amy gives tara the side eye and sees little Kyra across the room. And so she goes to talk to little Kyra. She's kind of like, Ugh, I'm going to get away from your trifling ass for a minute. And I hope when I come back, you're gone. <laughs> Damn. So then Tara goes and talks to Kyra. And Kyra has this goofy look on her face because the little boy that she has a crush on is across the room. And it was like, I was like, oh, wow, young interracial love. Mm-hmm. Because he was like a little cute little black kid, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so she's telling um, Amy that she wants to go and talk to him, but she's shy. And Amy encourages her by saying, "Hey, you know, life is too short. You need to just go for it, you know." And so, so she walks up to the <laughs> little boy, and the little boy's very nice to her. Yeah. And so the kids were yeah. going to go to somewhere else and the little boy like invites her to come with them. And she says, no. And I'm like, "Ugh." and so she goes back she and, and she tells, yeah, she tells Amy, well, yeah, they invited me, but I was too shy. And Amy was like, well, you should have gone with him if he was being really nice, you know, because Amy was watching. And she's like, well, he's being really nice to you. I, and he loved, you to come. I loved Amy's relationship with Kyra and and the message that it sent to young girls, because the, throughout the whole movie, she's constantly encouraging Kyra, saying, like, you know, go after your dreams, like, do, you know, do your thing. And it was basically this message of, like, don't do stuff for other people. Do it for yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, it was a really good message. Oh, then Mark walks up. I felt sorry then, for that little white boy, the little white kid who was friends with Hunter, who was always like hanging next to Hunter. And sometimes the kids would just leave and he would just be left behind. Oh, he's well, in love with Hunter too. Right, and probably. Oh, little gay boy. I like that. <laughs> He'll find his way. So, oh, so then Amy tells... Uh, Mark, how she likes Kyra, and Kyra's a good kid. And so then the next day, they go on like a little hike slash rock climbing trip. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. And then who shows up? Cock blocker Tara. Tara oh, the interloper. In, in her defense, she was doing her job. She's one of the guides as well. Okay. That's well, but she on. made. She made her presence known. Oh, yeah. Well, she was very jealous when she saw Amy jumping from the rope. And so Amy was, like, nervous because she's never 
climbed rocks. She's never well. They were like rappelling down a section. They, um, I don't know how that worked, but they, yeah, they were repel- like uh, had like a rope and they were like jumping down from rock to rock. And then Tara pulls the oh. Are you are you nervous, Amy? Oh, and then Tara does it, mm-hmm. and so then Amy sees Tara like after that. Amy's like, "You bitch! I'm not gonna let you show me up." So then Amy decides to do it, and she does it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mark was very impressed because Mark had told her before, "Don't be afraid, just do it," and she did it, and she did it well. And um, so then, what was this waterfall's name? Angel Falls. Angel. Oh, no, no, I don't know what this one was called, but they start talking about another elusive waterfall like Redwood called Angel Falls, but that's not what this one was. Because this this waterfall, his personality was he's smooth. And then while Mark is talking, Amy takes a candid picture of Mark. So then Amy is FaceTiming her boss and the boss is actually happy with the pictures that she sent. And so the boss is like, well, you know, since you're doing such a good job, I want you to stay longer and take more pictures of more waterfalls. And so then Amy then does something very cool because then Amy says, so remember the picture that I sent you with the hummingbird and the boss is like, oh, yeah, we like it. We're going to use it. And Amy's like, I want to make sure that you give the little girl Kyra. I want to make sure that she gets photo credit for this. So make sure you do it. Which I thought was very nice. Was nice. Mm-hmm. So then Mark um, texts Amy and he asks her out. So meanwhile, Amy then goes to back to Leo and she's like, okay, Leo, he's saying that Redwood Falls doesn't exist. Does it or doesn't it? And Leo's like, you didn't hear it from me, girl. But yes, it does. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) And so then, um, oh, so then Mark the date that Mark asked her out on was to a photo exhibit in town. Oh yeah. It's like some gallery. Yeah. And there were pictures of waterfalls, but the pictures basically sucked. Yeah. They were there. Well, she, that, that, that's the yeah. thing is they were throwing shade at these photos. I'm like, that's a perfectly nice photo of a water waterfall. And maybe because I'm not a photographer or I'm not that mesmerized by waterfalls. I'm like, how do you fuck that up? Right. She shit on the local artist, mm-hmm. and they kind of set up like like local equals sucks. Well, Mark co-signed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, I think you're right. Yeah, he kind of went along with it. Yeah, he, he totally co-signed it. it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Local artists aren't the good. We need these out of towners. You're from the big city. Well, this movie, if you really think about it, uh, one of the uh, the underlying themes was uh, you don't want local art. You want you want you know, big box art, uh, but we're going to protect our intellectual property uh, by making sure the proper people get credit and get their money for the credit. Ah. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> stretch. I, I was don't understand what, what you just do, said. Was that? I, 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 I'm joking about the. It, clearly, it did not work. Uh, I'm joking about how uh, uh, Kyra's getting credit for that photo because the the real message of the movie is intellectual property is the most important thing. Oh, okay, that's good. I like yeah. that. And but but wrong. it was it it took me longer to get there than it did for Mark to explain his custody arrangement with his ex wife. I was listening to what you're saying. I, I appreciate that because I like a wordy a wordy joke. But it was, I was too wordy. Saying, like, should I admit that I don't understand what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm glad you did because as I was saying it, I'm like, I'm a little lost here. Where am I going? Where am I going? And I thought I pulled it out, and I did not. Well, and the one thing about this movie, like we've mentioned before, is people are very encouraging because Amy tells Mark that she wants to do more with her photography and she wants to be more of an artist with her photography. And he's like, yeah, we'll go for it. Nothing's stopping you. You should just do it. You know, he's like, you're good. And I was like, oh, that's nice. It's very encouraging of her. And so then Mark takes her on a rowboat. And and so normally this is the part where you find out that there's a dead parent or something because mm-hmm. he was telling her, you know, he came from a corporate. He had a corporate job. Um, but the reason why he ended up there was because he was going through <gasps> a divorce. Yeah. They said it. Yeah. So he had to get away. He had to go somewhere to get his head together. But but I love how they picked the part where they normally talk about death to talk about divorce. Yeah. Maybe divorce is the new death on the Hallmark. Yeah, Hallmark it, it, either way, it's a D word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've noticed a, a new another theme emerging in Hallmark movies where we have a rugged guy doing sort of like an everyman kind of job. And then we find out that at one point he had a corporate job where he was making tons of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is. And you know what? I think they're branching out with their men because this was a guy who I've never seen before. Oh, we've seen him. Be- I don't remember in what, but oh, I've definitely have? seen him before, yeah. Oh. Hmm. I, haven't, I could check that out. Yeah, because... We, and we probably have, but yes, he he looked different. Maybe he had it. Maybe he had a different look. Perhaps. So, but I'm guessing um, he was Canadian, as uh, Nina Wyman told us the other day that we need to be if we want to be in a Hallmark movie. Yes, well, as, as, must be is definitely she's Canadian. The, the yes, female lead. As we learned, movie. as we learned the other day, which I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking um, up right now. His, the actor's name is Christopher Russell. Uh-huh. Good name. Rugged name. Mm-hmm. Comes from a good name? stock. I got it up. What's up? So, yeah, up right they used now. to always uh, say that about uh, like uh, he's Canadian. people. They would be like, oh, he comes from a good stock. Yes. He's a oh, good stock. Yeah, he's Canadian. He was uh, born in Toronto mm-hmm. in 1983. Okay. Oh, see. He's in Day of the Dead, the TV series, and six episodes of that. Let's see. Um, uh, Love and Glamping, The Mistletoe Secret, Forever Christmas. We didn't see any of these. Uh, yep. Love and Glamping That's sounds it. very interesting. Yeah, that sounds like something glamping. I enjoy less. What's glamping? <laughs> oh, that's Curse. like fancy camping. Glamping, not camping. 
What's glamping? Yeah, glamping is camping. Glamping is when you go camping, but you do it like in style. So you instead of a tent, it's a it's a blinged out uh, camper where you've got electricity and running water and basically (laughs) all of the amenities of home and then some. But you you call it roughing it. Well, okay. So my so so my husband's cousin lives deep, 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 deep in the English countryside. Is this the one that to, is this the one that abandoned you guys? You told us about no, no. That was Simon the asshole. Okay. This is this is cousin John, which is kind of okay. funny because my husband's name is John and he has a cousin named John. Okay, so so John lives on a farm like way 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 deep 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 in the country, like deep deep, and so he makes extra money because he has yurts on his land and so women every weekend come in from london and go glamping in the yurt and we went into the yurt and it has electricity it has heat it has running water and so it's basically like a house but a tent are those those dome things they were uh gonna use for uh the fire festival it wasn't a dome. This was literally it looked like a tent, but the tent was like the size of a yurt. house. And he had like five of them. Is, well, is it is it kind of a dome shaped thing though? This was not. Okay. The one that we were in was not. Okay. I'm learning things. And so John was telling us that he makes because and and the farm that it, it's a it's a working farm that they're that he's on. But he says that he makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. renting these things out to these women that want to come glamping. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yurts. All right. Well, anyway, sounds good to yeah. me. Simon, that asshole. <laughs> I I had a I I had a flashback of being ditched in Brighton again. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He's getting called out. He gets bring that he gets brought up in this the podcast as much as King Ralph. He really does. And he, and he he gets but he gets reamed every time. Ugh. Ugh. Ass. <laughs> anyway. Wait, wait, Les, if there was some sort of King Ralph situation and you and Simon were the last two people on earth, would you recognize that you are related to him? Like, would you at least acknowledge him on the street? No. Wow. No. <laughs> Boy, no hesitation. And he's not my cousin by blood. He's my cousin by marriage. Oh, <laughs> So technically, I don't have to like him if I don't want to. <laughs> Anywho, so so she's kind of now that now that like they gave her Mark and Amy gave each other that the hallmark look mm-hmm. that they mm. give each other. So once they gave each other the hallmark look. She's like, so, Mark, does Redwood Falls really exist? And then he admits it. She's milking him for information. Right. She uses her feminine wiles. She's milking a man. And then he says, so why was it 200? Because he says that something about finding it 
at 212 he, degrees. He was saying that he has only been there once. He uh, isn't even sure if he would be able to find it again because he was lost and he ended up at this rock and he had heard this myth about if you're at this rock, if you look at a compass, it's like 200 degrees north or something like some sort of uh, latitude and longitude coordinates based on this rock. And he, it was like 200 degrees north and you walk X number of feet and you'll be at the falls. Right. And so, um, so, so then, so then they're going to Angel Falls and he makes her swear, I'll take you there, but you do not tell anybody how to get here. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, I totally swear. I respect this. And yeah, of course, I'm not going to tell anybody. If you don't want me to, I won't because I'm not an asshole. So then he gets a text from Tara, like, hey, what are you doing? What's up? And so then he tells he tells Amy that he dated Tara, but he's not into her, which I took to mean he slept with Tara a couple of times. And yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he referred to work. it as a few dates. Yeah. Yeah. So that so then Amy calls her friend Penny, her work friend. And Amy's telling Penny what's going on, and she's telling her about Mark, and Penny's like, ooh, he sounds cute. And then Amy's like, well, I'm going camping, and Amy and Penny's like, who are you? Camping? <laughs> it kind of makes fun of her, but it was funny. And Amy's response is, uh, basically, are you saying that I'm hopelessly head over heels in love with Mark? And I was like, wow, that, that escalated quickly. Right. Like she's admitting yeah, out loud already that she's in love with this guy. Right. I was surprised by that too. So, so um, oh, so then Mark is, so then a, um, little Cairo was going away to like sleepaway camp. Right. A, a, a conservative program, okay. she said. Yeah, it was some it sort was of like, like science, a, you know, day away kind of thing. And Hunter okay. was going, and Hunter was going too. Mm -hmm. Conservation program, I yes. should and yeah. so Amy was ha she was happy because little Hunter was going as well. And once again, Hunter yeah. was really nice. Hunter's like a nice little kid. Mm -hmm. And and so um so question so why were they why did they start talking about their grandparents? Um, um I think that it was just it because the, the the dead parents in these movies, when we see them, those are really just ways of helping the main characters explain a little bit about their backstory and why they are the person they are today. And so he was just talking about uh, his grandfather, like showing him the love of, I'm guessing, hiking or the outdoors or whatever, because Amy talked about uh, be getting into photography because of her grandparents. Uh -huh. Yeah, she said that she found photos in her grandparents' attic. Yeah. Which kind of makes me wonder. I wonder if she also found some weird shit in that attic, too. Like what? Weird, weird pictures of, pictures of grandpa and some S&M gear or something like that. Right. You know? So You never know. Although, like, wild. maybe in her family that wasn't weird. Maybe she saw that and that's, just, that's a normal photo of grandpa in a harness. Right. Well, that's true. So then he, so, so 
he would keep on stopping and like turning her around to like disorient her. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was also some shots of him, like just blatantly checking her out. Like his eyes were kind of like, yeah. <laughs> he was undressing her with his eyes. Well, this is the all new Hallmark. So <laughs> he was like leering at her. This, this is, this is Hallmark 2021. We can do this now. So, um, and I, and I wrote, they even talked about going to the bathroom. Yeah. I did think it was stupid though, that they, uh, you know, as Mark is like trying to scramble her brain so she doesn't know where they're going. Like there are a zillion different route tracking apps that you can use for like hikes and biking and things like that, that like you, you know, you start it and then it just uses the GPS and it'll track the exact route that you took somewhere. So she could have easily been doing that. Right, and the fo- their phones yeah. were still working. They still had service, too. Yeah. That was just an excuse for him to kind of like handle her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there, so, there were no more price tags to take off. Exactly. So, so, so then they set up their tents, and they had two little cute tents. And mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you also forgot that Mark was warning Amy... I think they did this in the boat. Mark was, or maybe it was, maybe it was back at the tents where Mark uh, was warning Amy about the mosquitoes and he gives her that small uh, box. Yeah. And, the, oh, no, yeah. This is, this is, and yeah, okay. cause I was going to write. Yeah. Cause he, cause he told her that she needed a hazmat for mosquitoes and she kind of didn't take it seriously. And then, yeah, he gives her a little box with a compass in it. And then they kind of give each other a look again. And then she goes into her tent and there are lots of animals outside and there are mosquitoes inside. This is the part where she, it would be a perfect opportunity for her to then go into his, his tent and sleep there to get away from the mosquitoes. You know, cause right. he had kind of a hazmat thing. Tara right. would have done that. Amy would not have. Yeah. Mark Amy, move here. Tara, Amy, Tara like, would have not looking desperate. Yeah, Tara would have acted like she forgot to bring her tent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But if I was Mark, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have let this this opportunity pass. Well, what is he waiting for? He's, he's like, I'm playing the long game. Wow, the long <laughs> game. I don't think you got to play the now game. Oh, so then it starts to get a little kinky because then oh, yeah? he blindfolds her. Mm-hmm. And then spins her around. And then, um, so then they find it. They find the falls. It's beautiful. Um, they, they go to the falls. And he then tells her, waterfalls represent change. Are you ready for the next chapter in your life? And... Waterfalls represent change. When you need it most, they carry all your doubts and all your troubles away. Well, I tell you this. I was ready for this next scene because he whipped off his shirt because they were in the water, and it was good. I wrote... They're in a bathing suit. They get in the water. We see Mark shirtless. Huzzah for a modern Hallmark. Mark even kissed Amy on the cheek, and it wasn't like a friend kiss. It was right. like they were like frolicking in the water, like they were about to do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but wouldn't? Why didn't they? they couldn't they be like? Maybe they did. Anything out? Oh yeah. Well, not that we saw. Well, oh no, well, we might not wait, have seen wait. it, but it may have happened. This is, this is Hallmark. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. 
You still got to wait until the end. It's a little slippery in there. But I tell you, she, no, no bikini on her. But what I was curious about, because they're both wearing bathing suits, when did they change into their bathing suits? Did they run back out to the tents, change their bathing suits to come I think They were probably down? wearing it under their clothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, people do that Especially all the time. Especially if they know they're they're reaching the falls this day. Because when they when they went in the water, it wasn't like it was a surprise. It was they basically said like, "Oh, we're ready. We're doing this," and they they went in. Yeah, I don't know. At that point, I would have been like at least making out with her in the, in the water. And Mark's just like kissing her on the cheek and splashing. It's like, come on, Mark. And then I mean, maybe Mark's into Leo. I maybe. guess something yeah. something's going on here. Maybe. Uh, so any. So then they finish like they they. They finished this is the a long quarantine. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so then they finished the whole trip, and then he's like, hey, you want to go hiking tomorrow? Like, he's very eager at this point. Yeah. And she just said no. She says, uh, you didn't make a move on me the whole, whole time. I'm not going to go on a hike with you again. Oh, and then he drops the hit. Oh, and by the way, there's a, there's a studio for there's a studio for sales. There's an art studio for sale, just saying. <laughs> and then she says, oh, well, I was thinking about that, actually. And um, so I do like the fact that if she did decide to give up her life, she would still have a career. And they do at one point. Uh, a little earlier in the movie, they they say that, you know, even though she's been aspiring to move up to be a photographer at this magazine, uh, what she really wants is to just be able to, like, show her work in galleries, which I thought was weird because I'm like, if you're a professional photographer or if you want to be one, isn't the whole point to be selling your photos on a regular basis? Right. Exactly. And, and obviously yeah. that means different things to different people, and this is not too... Uh, uh, talk smack about anyone whose work is showing in a gallery, but I would think that part of what you want is some financial success in addition to being, you know, lauded in the creative community. Couldn't you achieve both by being yes. in a magazine? Unless she decided, like, I'm going to set this gallery up and then I will just get, since it is a lodge, the tourists who come to the lodge have money. So maybe that's how she's like, you know what? I'll open this up in the town. And then when tourists come, they'll come and see my work and buy it. And they'd be able to afford to buy it. I feel like we've so. fleshed out her business proposal better than she has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it still sounds like a long shot. Right. What? Um, oh, what? I, 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 I almost want to use the F word, but what, what, what the hell were they doing in the next scene? Were they, Panning for it's never explained. I, I, I it looked like they were panning they're for gold. Panning yeah, for gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an old timey uh, gold yeah. miner. They're a bunch of old prospectors. Yeah, I didn't know the prospector. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, right. I didn't know the gold rush was getting a reboot. But I get some gold. Hands off my gold. And they, and they found, found gold? gold? Yes. Kyra found a couple pieces of gold. Like, if there is this area where there's, just like, gold that like, is, is easily this? panned, like, why the fuck is this town's big See? signature thing, the waterfalls? Why isn't it the fact that there's gold here? 
Right. Now we're dropping the F-bomb, and I understand. Oh, I, I will drop the F-bomb. What? I, I will drop the F-bomb. I'm okay saying fuck. Why the I, fuck were they panning for gold when the whole gold. the whole business of this town is these damn waterfalls? Right. Just pan for some gold and brought that gold back to that inn. Say, I'm buying the fucking inn. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got some gold. I'm a billionaire. Right. So, so they're panning for gold. They're having a great time. They're having I say a lot so. Of gold. They just found like a like a million dollars worth of gold. <laughs> like <laughs> Leo, like Leo, f- fuck your open mic, Leo. Go there, get some gold, and buy yourself a theater, and you could perform as the headliner every night. Right. So, so they're having fun, and then guess who shows up? Tara again. Who can blame her? There's gold. And then Tara, like, throws shade. Tara's like, well, aren't you leaving tomorrow? And, and, and then... Um, okay, so I'm going re- to reframe Tara in a different way. We've been, we've been uh, giving Tara a hard time for how aggressively she's going after Mark. Maybe she's not threatened by Amy. Maybe she's not even that into Mark. She just doesn't like more people being in town because it's taking away from her cut of the gold. Yeah. Well, it could be. It could be. Tara's not. Uh, Tara is kind of hot in her in her own way too. Yeah, she's Tara, a redhead. And she's kind of got. She's got a good. Uh, she has a good physique on. Okay. Yeah. Tara kind okay. of reminded me so. of like the old Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Many, days, I, 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 many surgeries ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Different types, you know, you can have a Cindy Busby type or a Tara type. I, I think I like both. As I said, it's been a long quarantine. <laughs> I just didn't like Tara's yeah. attitude. Like yeah. she wasn't. Yeah. She was. She was pretty, but she just her attitude. She was just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. So so then. Um, Kyra was like, oh my gosh, Amy, tonight's the talent show. Kyra sounds like a supervillain's name. Kyra. Kyra. Mm-hmm. I do like yeah. that name, though. So, so they were like, finally, the talent show that they've been talking about for the entire movie. So mm. they go to this open mic, and Leo singing sucks. Mm-hmm. Leo yeah. thinking is awful. Why was he singing a cappella for so long too? Like they they couldn't get a backing track or anything? I felt bad for him actually. Do, do you think it was a money thing? Like the production couldn't afford it? <laughs> yes. They can find something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they must have some sort of music library that they own. Yeah, there's there's, there's plenty of Public domain songs he could sing. He was awful. And everybody at the party was like looking at him like, Ugh. Well, look, like you you guys and I have all been to our share of uh, bad shows throughout our life that uh, friends and loved ones have been a part of. Like it, they like they're told it's an open mic night. You're pretty much guaranteed there's going to be bad entertainment at this open mic night. But I love the fact that the bad entertainment was the person who was shit talking the most. Yeah. So, so wait, I, I, remember, I remember hearing the, the, the 
the comment that someone will say to their friend. They just watch their friend in a bad show, and they'll they'll say to their friend, "Well, you sure look like you were having fun up there." Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? People think that they're so slick. It's like yeah. It's it's like you know so many words. It's like that means you don't like it. It's like you're not the first person to make that up, mm-hmm. or you look like you're having fun. It's like okay. I was, I, I, I was annoyed somebody watched me performing for an hour and then said to me, uh, you're a good writer. I was like, well, <gasps> and, and, and like yeah. Wow. Did you and give I, him I, the finger and say, fuck? No, off? but I kind of, I could kind of catch her on it. Cause she, she, you know, I, I was like, yeah, you just watched me. Did you just watch me write for an hour? <laughs> I mean, that's when uh, like so, somebody's trying to set you up with somebody else and they're, you're like, what's she like? Is she pretty? Oh, she's really funny. You're gonna love her. It's like, well, I, right. that's how it asked you. It's like, yeah, okay. I make myself laugh, right? <laughs> but yeah, it happens. So, so, so the audience, so everybody at the party is scowling at Leo, like, "Will you shut up?" And then, um, <laughs> like, we want to get back to panning for gold, right? Damn straight. <laughs> I'm up to five million. <laughs> I think you get up to seven tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so then Amy and Mark are sitting at a table and then um, she sees Tara across the room once again. And so she goes to, and Tara's like once again wanting to talk to Hunter. And so Amy just goes over there to give her a pep Even talk. Even Kyra. Like, oh, come on. Oh, sorry. Amy gives Kyra a pep talk like, you know, you can do it. You know, you're cool. You can do it. He's lucky to have you and just that whole thing. You can do anything. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. And so then Kyra goes and talks to Hunter. And I was like, ah. I and also, then, I what I loved uh, again about Amy and Kyra's uh, relationship was that every time Amy would encourage Kyra, it was always about what she can do with her brain and her natural abilities. It wasn't about like, oh, you're such a pretty little girl, right? And that's a message that we are we've seen so many times in movies over the years of like, oh, you're a pretty girl, like why why aren't you smiling or whatever? It's like uh-huh. no, like you are in the nicest way possible, a badass, and you should own it. Uh-huh. Right. And she did. Yeah. And Hunter was happy to see her. So, and then who shows up? Tara again. <sighs> we dread Tara. So then, the, so they're sitting at the table. They're si- so they're, those, they were sitting at the table. Oh, so, oh, that's right. Amy walks back over there. Because mm-hmm. she had said that she was going to get popcorn anyway. So I love that she walks back to the table. She's, she's like, hey, Tara. Ugh. <laughs> like, gives her the side eye. And then Tara is like, oh, come on, Mark. Let's sing our duet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and did you catch what Tara called him when they got up on stage? No, what did she call him? She, well, so they're like basically introducing themselves to the audience or whatever, and she called him Honey. Oh, like, well, oh, let's do that, or what, what do you want to do, Honey, or something like that. I was like, ugh. Oh, and, then, and then Mark said, I got your Honey right here. I'm going to shut you up. And then says, I dedicate this song to Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sings a song How about over that? the moon. Yeah, Tara. Yeah. What if that, that was yeah. him really singing? I don't don't know so sure. Sound like someone else's voice coming out of his mouth. 
And then everybody starts slow dancing, including including Kyra and Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's slow dancing. Maybe that's why this guy looked familiar to me. Is uh, I think I told you I had interviewed for a job at Hallmark Home and Family a long time ago, and uh-huh. had uh, basically spent a day on set. And they have all these different areas, like this living room set and a kitchen set, and you know different rooms of the house. And then they have like an outdoor like patio set where uh, artists would perform. And that uh-huh. day that I was there, they had one of the Hallmark stars was on the show both as a guest to talk to them about his new movie but also singing some song that he had in the movie and it may have been this actor wow that's hmm. cool i don't remember you interviewing for that job oh i've talked about it in the podcast you then. no i talked about it on the podcast oh it was while yeah, i was okay. uh, on here yeah okay oh because that inside scoop yeah well i probably <laughs> would if i had gotten hired i probably wouldn't be able to share it We'd be like, we'd be like, well, Jason can't. <laughs> Jason's not allowed you remember to talk that? to us anymore. <laughs> Do you remember that story, Les? That he interviewed for that. I, I don't remember a lot these days. But <laughs> okay, I'm curious. I so. mean, look, it, it's no nugget of information. Like I was on General Hospital, but yes, I, 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 did, I, remember. I did mention that on the podcast. Yes. Okay. I have okay. I have mom brain now. I now know what mom brain is. Well, I guess I forgot too, but I definitely remember the General Hospital that stood out, and the and your uh, and your role on the Defenders with uh, Jim Belushi. Uh, oh, I remember that. I remember that yeah, story. Yeah. It's interesting what stands out. I totally remember that story. He he's a Tara. Right, he's a Tara. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the new Karen? Like instead of Karen, ah, uh, you're such a Tara. He's a Tara. See, it took okay, a long that's time. Good. So so Put far, so we have we have acting skills like the Park Ranger, and mm-hmm. someone annoying is a Tara. Yeah, he's a Tara. Okay, so. We then, like, I guess it's the next day, we go back to the office where the funky boss with the great hair and Wes Anderson is, scene. is talking to Penny. And what was the guy's name? Rich. Rob. Uh, ben. Rob. Ben. Ben. I think it was Ben. Ben and Penny. And so, so they were saying, so the boss was like, I want to geotrack this and, um, put all the locations on it and Penny's like, no, don't do that because Mm -hmm. that was part of her deal is not to reveal where the waterfalls are. And so she promised not to do it. So that would be very uncool for you to do it. Yeah. And and Ben, the bitchy gay guy is like, Oh, there's a way to do it. Even though she turned it off and he was like kind of walking through how they could do it. Right, mm. but Penny, 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 Penny prevailed with Camila in in saying like, "Look, you promised her, and isn't it more mysterious if people can't actually find this place? Isn't that a better story?" Right, right. So the next day, Amy walks downstairs, and guess who's there? Tara. Oh, I was gonna and guess. Tara starts yelling at her, just like and a Jim Belushi. Right. 
and, and Amy's yeah. like, and Amy's like, what are you talking about? You're pathetic. Get a life. <laughs> but then we find out that Tara's yelling at her for good reason because the article came out and it had all of the locations of the waterfalls. And Mark Great. then walks into the room and looks at Amy and he's very disgusted. Everything's ruined. He yells at Amy too. No, he, does he yell or he doesn't really say anything? He, uh, he says something along the lines of like, you were playing me or whatever. Like he, he was yeah. hurt. Oh yeah. He was yeah. hurt and mad as he should have been. And so then Amy, then the next scene, Amy is on the phone and she's yelling at her boss and little Kyra. I was very proud of her because little Kyra stood at the side and eavesdropped. Not only did little Kyra eavesdrop first, she then tells Amy, you know, I think you should stay. Well, well, let's say what she heard. It, like, oh, it, she it, heard that the boss admitting that they went ahead and geotracked it against her wish. Well, they they did it, but the boss said I I had specifically said not to do that. I you know I followed your wishes, and then Ben owns it. Ben's like, sorry, this is my fault, and so it was weird because it's like, well, did he do it on purpose? Like we never find out if he did it on purpose or if it was an actual accident. I he think said he did it, it on purpose. Think so? Because remember at the beginning of the movie when he was like all about the layout and stuff like that? Okay. So I could see him. And also, if he was, uh, so since he was the lady's assistant, this is a way for him to get brownie points and to get ahead. Mm. See, I don't think – I actually think that uh-huh. he may not have done it on purpose only because – this guy was such an a smarmy asshole that if he had done it on purpose, he wouldn't own it. He wouldn't admit it. True. Because he could lose his job over that because Camila specifically said, okay, yeah, we're not going to do it. And then he went and did it anyway. If I were her, uh-huh. I'd be pissed. Amy was pissed. Yeah. And it's, so, and it's Camilla. She's like, she's like, you're never going to see these people anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And And so then... They and then Camilla says, and guess what, Amy? Because you did so good, we're giving you another sweet gig in Santa Fe to go take more pictures. And then Amy didn't say anything, and Camilla was like, Amy? And then Amy was like, Hello. And then Amy was like, I'll talk to you later, and just hangs up the phone. (laughs) So then, um, she sees Kyra, and then Kyra's like, yeah, Amy, I know, I heard you. I know that you didn't do this on purpose. And then Kyra's like, you should go find my father. And Amy's like, um, oh, and then she told him where, she told her where he was at. And Amy was like, no, I'm just going to leave. Goodbye. It was nice knowing you. You're a great kid. And Amy then gets in her car. And drives away. Well, she also made a point of telling Kyra, hey, by the way, no matter what happened here, like you got your picture in a magazine. They they're gonna right. they printed your name in there. And you right. did that yourself. You should again, like nice message for young girls. Like you made this happen. You should be proud of yourself. Yes. 
So then, once again, Tara is still trying to cockblock. Still. Wow. And, yes. She just does not get the message. She does not take a hint. Um, but then, so, but then Kyra sees Mark, and Kyra gets an A-plus for eavesdropping because Kyra remembered everything, word for word. Everything. I was like, very good. Um, you sounded so, so then, proud there, Les. <laughs> I was proud. You're, you're proud of this fictional character. Uh, yes, because she, she remembered. She remembered it verbatim, like word every every word. Did didn't leave anything out. I was like, oh, that's really good. It's good to have connections with fictional characters. You know, when we start doing uh, live events uh, back in the world, I think our, our podcast needs to do some live episodes, but like as TED Talks. So, Les, right. you can do a TED Talk on snooping, and Kurt can do one on King Ralphing things. Right. Like the King, the oh, King okay. Ralph scenario. I thought you were going to say cake. Well, that and too. Cake. And that, that's, an, that's another TED Talk. And cake I, too. I'm glad you gave me something else. Cake seems to be my brand, but now King Ralph is my brand. Oh, they so, both can be. Yeah, you can have more than one brand. You you're can, a like, nuance. You're a nuanced human, Kurt. Yeah, you're Ooh. be a renaissance man. A renaissance <laughs> well, thank man. You. <laughs> nice. So then, so then Mark feels like shit. So then he, but oh, and so Amy went to find him. So she left her car there. Mark now feels like shit. Mark is running around looking for Amy because he's like, well, she hasn't left because her car's still here. Where is she? They look, so, they, they look in her hotel window. Hotel, yeah. Hotel room window. <laughs> yeah, intrusive. So then, I thought that was fair because it's like it, at that point, they don't know that she's like gone off wandering in the woods. That would be the most logical place to look first is the room where she was staying. Yeah, but right. looking in the window, she could have been prancing around buck naked. Well, then she shouldn't have left the <laughs> curtains open. If they came around at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he went, so <laughs> he went looking for her. And meanwhile, Amy got lost, but then she took out the compass that he gave her and she found the waterfall. Well, she found the rock. Yeah. She found the rock, so then was able to find the waterfall. Yeah. There's a ref there's a reference to Twisted Sister too, which is kind of cool. There's like a there's a landmark that they call Twisted Sister. That's cool. So so then Mark finds her and then this is the part where I was like, "Oh, Hallmark." Cuz Mark finds her, you know, they oh. do the Hallmarky thing and then Mark says, "I brought a tent." And then I, I got I have a tent, and then Amy's like, "Is there room for two? Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Hallmark!" I gasped when that happened. I was like, "Hallmark! Ooh, well, this is saucy." I immediately thought about what's going to happen here. Did, did he bring? Did he bring rubbers, or is he going to have to pull out? Like what's? <laughs> I don't mean to go retro. I don't know people well, call them rubbers anymore. Condoms. <laughs> but they definitely call them. Well, well, that that's. Uh, 
obviously we want everyone to be prepared. So perhaps she yes. had some some form of uh, protection as oh, well. Yeah? Perhaps they both did. Oh, wow. I didn't think she came prepared. Or oh, or perhaps they're 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 they'd like to start a family together right now. Well, you know, it's 2021, so everyone should be responsible for their own contraceptives. Yes. I like that Hallmark is uh, by by virtue of us sex positive. Yes. Yes. I was wondering really proud of Hallmark with this movie. Mm-hmm. There, it, yeah. This is Hallmark 2021. We're 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 modern now. I was just wondering, you know. Did you like it uh, right right before the the kiss and the allusion to them having sex last? Did you like that there was an uh, looking amazed while they stare at the waterfall montage? Yes, I did. Yes, they had that that look of of like oh, and they just kept cutting between their faces of oh oh this waterfall oh. It's like the double rainbow got to get busy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I really enjoyed this movie. Same. It was not. Well, I don't know. I I did enjoy it as a as a form of escapism, and I have to say, I want to go to this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I don't want to be eaten or mauled by a bear. Uh, Which but I think. It's, but it's yeah, I'll make noise. A scream. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think but it but it looks like it looks like, like oh I, I'd like to I'd like to be in those mountains. I guess it was like somewhere in like Washington. Like, that's where they were yeah. I say it was, yeah. And I thought, gee, I'd like to be just hanging out in those mountains right now. Yeah. Right. Take me away. <laughs> Calgon, take me away. Take me away. Bring me to those mountains. Uh, well. That sounds good to me. I, I was in the mood for this. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, next week we're back to lifetime. I need I'm in the mood for something gory. Really really sure, gory. Gory. I don't know if I want gory. I want something really uh sleazy. Gory. Okay. I feel like we need something sleazy. Sleazy we haven't that. done sleazy. We haven't watched sleazy in a while. Okay. I will look for something sleazy. Like okay. sleaze, like just lifetime, good old fashioned yeah. lifetime, just sleaze. Yeah, I will get to work. Like what was that? There was that the killer, the the killer was it stripper killer? Remember the one with the, like the the male dancer? Yes. Wait, what was that one? No. Um, 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 I know exactly. Well, the you know one what I mean? Like about. that 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 was that was pure party. lifetime sleaze, and it was amazing. So I will look for that. I will look for sleaze. Okay. Anyway, if you want to find me, I have set up a brand new Facebook page um, for like stuff that I'm working on. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have more than one podcast. And so I decided my other podcast uh, is called the reality reading rainbow where I talk about books by reality stars. And I also do interviews. And then I have another uh, podcast called Soap Opera, Love in the Afternoon, where I talk about all of your favorite daytime soaps in the United States and the United Kingdom. And so I have a brand new Facebook page called Kirkendall Barrett Presentations, because that is what I'm calling my, you know, my conglomeration of stuff. (laughs) So you can find me on Facebook. 
at Kirkendall Barrett Presentations. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. And by the way, Kirkendall is spelled K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. And you can also find me on my website, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Jason. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. You can find all of us on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And uh, we would appreciate a five-star review for our podcast on whatever platform you uh, listen to us on. Because uh, that way other people are able to help us, uh, able to find the podcast as well. Kurt. Here's some exciting news. I'm a regular guest on the Shelf Shedding Movie Show podcast. And just two days ago, a new episode was released where uh, myself and Jason Dubray, we talk about filmmaker debuts. So we talk about um, the the filmmaking debut by uh, Charlie Chaplin, by uh, um, uh, Orson Welles, Martin Scorsese, John Singleton, Sofia Coppola, and of course, Wes Anderson. And you can find it the shelf shedding movie show dot ca and it's episode 27 filmmaker debuts and last but not least if you are on the clubhouse app this just in i have my very own clubhouse uh because uh there's a group called club bravo and so they were looking for different content people uh for their channel and i now have a show once a week wednesdays at five o'clock oh wow on clubhouse and where it's called it's called the bone collectors detective agency where me and my co-host jessica riley Every week, we talk about a different reality star uh, from the Bravo Network and do a deep dive into them. Last week was Big Kathy Richards, uh, Kim and Kyle Richards' mother from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And next week is Danielle Staub from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So if you're on, on the Clubhouse app, look for the Bone Collectors Detective Agency. I, wow. Are you on Clubhouse yet, Jason? Yeah. I just are you joined. on Clubhouse yet, Kurt? I well, I can't because I don't have an iPhone. Oh. It's fun. Have you have but you it, actually perused it yet, Jason? I've been looking around a little bit and I actually now that you said this about your weekly show, I have some questions. We will talk about that off the air. Okay. Awesome. Well, anyway, I guess we better go. So bye. 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 bye.